0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our special guest is Bishop Athanasius Schneider. He's the Auxiliary Bishop of Astana, Kazakhstan, and a staunch defender of the faith. And we're going to be talking today about his recent book, The Catholic Mass, put out by Sophia Press. It's steps to restore the centrality of God in the liturgy. Uh, Your Excellency, thanks for joining us today. It's a joy for me. You know, it was very interesting. I, you know, even starting with the cover of the book, it's a cover of the traditional Latin Mass in nineteen, I think, forty-six in Germany. Yes. With all the craziness that's happening in the Catholic, with the Catholic hierarchy in Germany, is that just? A coincidence or was that a message you were trying to send?
1: No it is I chose this, this purpose and because first um, I chose this picture which is very impressive uh, to, to everyone who is looking at yeah. this picture because in midst of the ruins uh, after the second world war we can see the church is half a ruin and we see still the consequences of the chaos of the war. And the church nevertheless uh, do, is doing the most important task and a work. It is to celebrate a holy mass, to adore God, in midst of a chaos, to adore God to give him glory. And to, de- to do this in the most uh, in the uh, um, a better po- possible way, as we see in the photo, uh, there is a so-called high mass, even in the ruins. Uh, it was a sun mass with priest, deacon and subdeacon. So to show also the beauty of the worship in a in a world where it was rained had rained violence and chaos, and therefore this yes. is a message, a very a very powerful message, to I think to all times and especially to our time. This picture of the chaos and the ruins I have chosen to to show that we are. What is the church living in the past decades uh, since the council in the liturgy? We have a ruin uh, in uh, in many places. Mm-hmm. The liturgy itself, the official. And therefore, we have to restore the centrality of God of the adoration in midst of the chaos. And this shall give us hope that we can do this if... Uh, these uh, German priests, they did this uh, in the midst of the chaos and the ruins. So we can also start to do this, of course, with small steps, but nevertheless. And as you have mentioned rightly, it is now in Germany. All is known. This um, so-called synodal way, which is uh, substantially a Protestantization of the faith and uh, complete uh, adapting to the spirit, to the unbelieving spirit of the world.
0: You know, for people that are struggling, you know, they see what's going on in Germany, they see what's going on from the Vatican, right? Really an attack on the traditional Latin mass. You know, we've heard it even from, you know, the Pontiff's early days, right? He, you know, he kind of went out of his way to say, you know, priests that wear cassocks are too stringent and too hard. What should people make of what's being said of the traditional Latin Mass? I mean, you know, it is beautiful. It is, you know, it does focus on the centrality of Christ, right? We're, we're for, you know, our, all our body movements are focused on Christ. What would you say to people that are struggling that, you know, love the traditional Latin Mass? They love the tradition of the church, yet they feel like they're being picked on by the the Vatican and by our current Pope.
1: Yes, I would say to them, please continue your fidelity to your faith. Please continue to be faithful to this traditional form of the Holy Mass, which is the property of the entire Church, the Church is not only um, identified with the current administration those who have power in the Vatican but the holy church embraces all times the apostles the saints and this liturgy is a uh, fruit and uh, of the centuries of millennia and this is the liturgy of so many saints and therefore when we are loving and participating in this liturgy, we are in the special spiritual union with so many saints, which exactly in the same liturgy grew up, and this should give us courage in the midst of difficulties and trust in the Lord that He will intervene, uh, that these current difficulties, which is doing um, the the Vatican, the Pope against the tradition in general, and especially against the traditional Mass, this is only temporary. It, it, will, it, it will finish because the Church is in the hand of the Lord, not in our hands. The Church is not ultimately in the hand of a singular Pope. It's not in the hand of Pope Francis. The Jesus Christ, he is the real head of the church and Jesus will then will triumph over this current confusion which we are witnessing. Therefore, I would say to, you, to these good Catholics, uh, lay people, young people, seminarians, priests, please uh, do not lose your courage continue in midst of the difficulties to hand over to the next generation this precious precious treasure of the traditional liturgy which is the uh, property the
0: treasure of our holy mother church i think when you read the book you talk about uh you know the beauty the sacrifice right i mean the the centrality of god the wedding feast i mean you know, salvation—the source of our salvation—and you talk about the beauty of the mass. That I think most people, if they ever heard of it, they probably forgot it because you don't hear people talk about it. When you read this book, you're like, "I want to go to mass right now!" Right? I mean, it is that powerful from what you're saying? But we see with with the Novus Ordo Mass that you know, after Vatican II, and you know, I don't know if you've seen recently, there was a priest in Chicago that blessed everybody after the mass with a guitar. Instead of the side of his hands, there was a priest in Florida, uh, Venice, Florida, I think, that instead of did, doing the confitier, he did a breathing exercise. I mean, it really is people just kind of doing their own thing. And it, it, it really, it's like going to a Protestant service. And, you know, there's no reverence. There's no focus on Jesus. It's whoever that priest is, he thinks he's an entertainer.
1: Exactly. And this is our problem. This, this, what you mentioned, is really a case of craziness, a uh, uh, real craziness. And this it is, to my opinion, even worse than the Protestants. Usually, our Protestant, I mean, the serious Protestant communities, they try to worship in, in, in dignity and in, in seriousness to, to God. I am not speaking about the charismatic Protestants, but the other Protestants. And but what you mentioned these um, uh, examples of these priests, it's simply crazy. It is against every rule of education and common sense. And so this is uh, it is going to the direction of blasphemy, even to my opinion, uh-huh. direction of blasphemy. These priests surely uh, lost their faith. They are simply becoming pagan. Even I will consider such shows and performance,
0: it's a kind of paganism. It is not more Christian. You know, we see the term modernism being used, right, with, within the church, that, you know, everything needs to be focused on the people. It needs to be more modern. Yet the churches where they're doing the traditional Latin Mass, they do the high mass on Sundays. They are packed, and they're packed with young people. They're packed with young families with their children. So to attack this beautiful piece of our the, this, of our faith, right? This the mass is central to our faith, right? With the Eucharist, it really seems contradictory that we have our hierarchy attacking those who just want to be faithful and, and show great reverence to people who are irreverent, because the people who are irreverent, you never hear them get criticized, they never get in trouble, but the minute somebody does something that they think is too traditional, the hammer comes down.
1: Yes, exactly, that. but this is a sign, a demonstration of the reality in which we are living since decades in the church, and this intolerance um, against tradition and even violence against tradition, it's an expression of that these churchmen they cannot tolerate and uh, endure the, the tradition, the truth. So they are scared about the truth and the beauty of, of the worship to God. It reminds me in an episode in the Gospel when our Lord entered on Palm Sunday, Jerusalem, and the children and the simple people showed to him reverence and uh, on the way, and singing psalms in honor of Christ the King. And uh, then the the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, they were angry and said, Lord, Master, you have to forbid them to do this. And the Lord said, if they will not uh, sing, the the stones will shout to me, to glorify me. Mm -hmm. And So this attitude to prohibit a beautiful worship, it was in honor of Christ to give him all the honor and love possible. This was the attitude of the Pharisees and the scribes. And this is for me the same. These bishops and priests who are against the traditional Mass and persecuting it, they are the new Pharisees and scribes who are forbidding the simple one, the little one. As you mentioned, the the traditional Mass is packed with young people they are prohibiting them to glorify Christ in such, a, in such a worthy and respectful manner as it is the traditional uh, mass. And then uh, it is also uh, another reason, uh, to my opinion, it is an ideological reason. So they they hate in some way the truth. These clergymen, They hate uh, the centrality of God because they want to be at the center, Mm -hmm. not Christ. They say to Christ, go on the side. I I want to be at the center of attention. Now, I want to make a show and a performance. You, Christ, you are troubling me. Go on the corner and I will now do. This is ultimately if they are serious, the attitude. And this God will tell them on the judgment, when they will come to judgment. Christ will tell them, why you have thrown me away from the center of the church, from the center of the sanctuary? Why you have put yourself at the center, doing the role of a showman? They will hear this surely at the judgment, which will come. So these factors are uh, first ideological because the traditional Mass is stressing so clearly the sacrificial character of the Mass and the Christocentric. And these uh, clergymen and the churchmen, they are uh, completely uh, corrupted by anthropocentrism. By uh, naturalism, to simply to live in nature, not in supernaturality, and to be concentrated on themselves and on simply on man, and to, to make a meal and a meeting, like a Protestant um, uh, understanding of the Eucharist. These are the deepest roots for me, the ideological roots.
0: And I think anybody who reads your book, again, it's the Catholic Mass put out by Sophia Press. You get that passion that you've just spoken about now. But you mentioned in Chapter 6, the Holy Mass is the holiest action that can be performed here on Earth. Why would we profane the holiest action that we can have here on Earth? Of course, this is exactly the
1: temptation of man. Since ever, the devil uh, uh, tempted the uh, human person to put himself at the center. And this is the deepest root of sin itself. And therefore, man lapsed in sin after uh, the original sin, humanity. They started to worship. idols, idolatry and this was always in the entire history of the of the Old Testament of the people of Israel this was the greatest sin and the greatest danger against uh, which the prophets always spoke uh, the idolatry so to, or uh, to substitute God with idols with several idols or to have God and on his side, other idols. So this is, all humanity has this uh, temptation and therefore uh, it is again entered in the church, this temptation, and we have to stress again uh, uncompromisingly, uh, the greatness of God, the holiness of God, the primacy of God. And when we stress these, then we will reach, then God will honor us. God will give us the, uh, as Jesus Christ said, who is honoring me, the Father will honor him. Mm-hmm. So when we are hon- honoring Christ, the, God the Father will give us the honor. Uh, and this is better to receive the honor from God than to see receive the honor from the world or the honor from uh, even from a bishop or a pope. It's better to receive the honor from God when we serve him, try to serve him as we are, we are all sinners, but with a repented heart and with humility to serve God, to give him the first place And this is always, this will remain a task always for the church. And even uh, for the priests who are celebrating the traditional Mass, they also must uh, be attentive to be interiorly also centrated upon Christ when they celebrate Mass. So, this is always a task. Uh, of course, the exterior rite, the traditional rite helps very much to the priest, really, to be concentrated upon Christ, upon God, and it's a tremendous help for him. And this is so wise that Mother Church created, uh, or not created, it was growing uh, during centuries and millennium, this beautiful rite, even to, to be a protection for the priest, and for the faithful against this this temptation of self-centratedness and the temptations of idolatry to put himself on the center. And therefore, we have to offer this possibility to young priests. And usually, all the young priests who discover the traditional mass, they confess that this helps them so much to be closer to God and to recognize, to be aware uh, of the importance, really, of the centrality of God in the liturgy.
0: I'm a convert. I came into the church back in the 90s, right? It was the, the Nova Ordo Mass. And, you know, the more I grew in my faith, the more I understood I need to receive Jesus on the tongue, right? There's no holding hands during the Our Father. Is there? Is there even a place for the Norvis, Novus Ordo when the traditional Latin traditional Latin Mass is available? I mean, I I love the Latin. I love that. You know, the more you hear, the more you're drawn to it. Is it, in your opinion? traditional Latin Mass only? Can the Novus Ordo move in a direction that is more faithful? Or what's your thought on that? Of course,
1: Uh, the Novus Ordo, uh, it is celebrated in so different manners. And there are communities and places, thanks be to God, where the Novus Ordo is celebrated in a very traditional fashion. And uh, even uh, uh, the priest turned towards the Lord during the Novus Ordo Mass, it's also possible. Mm-hmm. And even to celebrate it, it, the entire Novus Ordo in Latin and with Gregorian chant, it's also possible. And to receive Holy Communion, kneeling on the tongue in the Novus Ordo, even exclusively. Uh, so it, it could be done. And also that the the readings are done by by altar service, not by simply by lay people or women who are coming out from the pews. So in a very traditional um, fashion, the novice order can be celebrated in such a way. But it is rarely, uh, not so often, but it could. But uh, I think that in the future, a future pope uh, should introduce uh, gradually, step by step, in the Novus Ordo, in the entire Catholic Church of the Latin Rite, elements of the traditional Mass. Again, compulsory by papal law, but the first fundamental law should be introduced that all the Masses in the entire Catholic world should be celebrated towards the Lord. So at deum, and then also receiving communion only kneeling under the chan uh, and to prohibit uh, strictly communion in hand because this is the deepest wound in the church, the practice of communion in hand. It's, it's indeed the deepest wound because it is undeniable that um, through the communion in hand, there, there are lost so many uh, uh, small frag- uh, f- pieces, fragments, of the holy host and this is the body of Christ in every little host uh, in every little piece of the host is the, the plenitude of the divinity of Christ present and in his holiness and his divinity also and therefore and these pieces of fragments of the consecrated host are falling down on the floor and so our lord is in so many Churches all over the world trampled really by the feet. It is horrible. We have to recognize this. No one can deny this, this is a fact. And then also this trivialization of the Holy Host to take this like a cake, like uh, common food. It is diminishing evidently the sublimity of the moment of the receiving of the body of Christ. And also it is proven that uh, since um, decades, people who receiving communion in hand by the time, especially the young generation, they are losing the, the, the fullness of the Eucharistic faith in the real presence of the Lord and in the dogma of the transubstantiation. Uh, and then they, um, it is proven there was made an opinion, Paul. And so we could see that these people, they confess that for them, Catholics who receive communion hand, many of them say, ultimately, this is a bread, a symbol, the Eucharist, because we can handle it like or very similarly as a common food. And so this, we have to stop, this is the deepest wound in the church, the communion in hand, because of the mass desacralization, de facto, of the uh, body of Christ, of the inestimable holiness of the body of Christ. These two, uh, I think, steps should be done in the future immediately, the stop of communion in hand and the celebration towards the Lord. And then maybe later step-by-step to introduce the silent canon uh, and only the first Eucharistic prayer in the Latin Mass all over the world. And then also in the beginning uh, to have this double confitior and the beautiful Psalm 42, I will go to the altar of God. And so slowly, I think that the Novus Ordo will be step by step, come very close to the traditional Mass.
0: I can't believe we're basically out of time. This is, I mean, I had three pages to ask you, so I don't get you so much. Could you give our listeners your blessing?
1: Yes. I would encourage you to continue your love for the Catholic faith and for the Catholic traditional liturgy and be a witness of the Catholic faith, and love the Church, pray for the Pope, for the bishops, for holy new priests and, and Catholic families. Uh, Dominus Vobiscum et cum Spiritu Sancti. Benedicat Vos omnipotens Deus Pater, et
0: filius, et
1: Spiritus Sanctus.
0: Amen. Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.